welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Female CEO Show. Today, we are joined by Feli Day. Feli is a feel-good marketing mentor and content repurposing agency owner. She balances her agency, Feli Day VA, and her mentorship clients from her laptop while living life as a digital nomad in Mexico. She is passionate about helping entrepreneurs fall in love with marketing, and having a sustainable business is one of her top priorities. And you can't do that without a feel good marketing strategy. Feli also loves a good crime show, pina colada, and cats that are not her own. And today we're going to be diving in to all things feel good marketing and maybe even a little bit of that digital nomad life. And keep an ear out because Feli is going to be offering a giveaway at the end of the show for one of her workshops. You definitely don't want to miss that. Feli, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I am so excited to dive in to everything you have going on at uh, the idea of feel good marketing. I love that. I can't wait to dissect that more. And I personally am so curious in your digital nomad life. So I can't wait to unpack that as well. But to start us off, tell us a little bit about you, your story and kind of how you ended up where you are today, you know, being passionate about feel-good marketing, an agency owner, and a digital nomad. Tell us all the things. So long story short, I was a gig worker for 10 years. I did like seasonal jobs in hotels, and I worked a lot, a lot on movie sets. I'm from Vancouver in Canada, and it's just like at any given time, there's like 30 movies and TV shows being filmed. So it was super easy to get work. So I did a lot of gig work that obviously wasn't very fulfilling. It requires like no brain power. Um, But I also hate the winter and I hate the cold. And after my whole life in Vancouver and then like traveling and I used to just work seasonal jobs and then travel for six months and go and come back. And I did a working holiday in Australia, came back. And when I came back from Australia, I said, this is it. I'm done. Like I need to find a way to work online so that I don't have to come back here because I don't want to come back here, you know? And so I basically, 2018 till uh, 2020, beginning of 2020, I like worked my butt off to build a VA business. And I was like a general VA, no idea what I was doing. But beginning, end of 2019, beginning 2020, I bought a one-way ticket to Mexico and was like, I'm out. I have three clients. I'm making $2,000 a month. Like, I can make this work, you know? 
And so I got a one-way ticket to Mexico. And a month later, the pandemic started. And I've been in Mexico ever since. And my business has evolved greatly from that messy general VA business into a content repurposing agency. And along the way, I started offering mentorship. Wow. So I'm looking out my window right now to snow. So the Mm -hmm. fact that you just like booked a (laughs) one-way ticket to Mexico, I love that. And you've been there for so long. That is so cool. Have you been in the same area or are you just kind of like exploring the country? Um, I did explore a fair amount, but now for the last two years, I've been in the same place, but I actually am leaving in two months. I don't know when this episode will come out, but in March, I will be leaving Mexico after three years, <laughs> like literally exactly. Where are you going? Uh, my partner is French. So oh, we're going to go to Vancouver to visit my family because I haven't been home in three years. And then we're going to yeah. move to France. Literally, my stop in Vancouver is more for the visa than it is for anything else. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, incredible. (laughs) How fun. So so I would love to dig in. (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to dig into this a little bit more. You mentioned that your business has really evolved since Mm -hmm. you started it. Kind of walk us through that, what that evolution has looked like and kind of your mindset as you have made these pivots to continually evolve your business to make sure that it's still serving you. I feel like so many women get stuck and they're like, well, this is what I started doing and it's been successful. So I have to keep doing it this way. And I am a huge believer in pivoting as well. So walk us through that. What has that been like for you? Well, I started as a general VA because I just Mm -hmm. knew nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And so I would offer anything. I was like, I can, I can set up a system. I can help with Instagram management. I can create your content. And along the way, I found that content creation, content writing is what I really like, which is how my agency went from like me as a general VA with maybe two subcontractors to a team of five. And then we were like a content agency. And then it became a content repurposing agency where we only do content repurposing because we used to do like sales pages and email sequences and everything. So that was a long evolution of like, just trying to figure it out. And like trying to figure out what worked as an agency. And honestly, when I started, I didn't want an agency. But as someone who lives like a freedom lifestyle, when I was getting all these clients, I was traveling. It was before the pandemic shut everything down, right? So I had like 10 clients, but I'm changing countries, not countries, I was changing cities every two weeks. So it was like, I want to go out and see things, but I have this work that's due And so that's where like I started hiring subcontractors to like help me manage my workload. And then it just blossomed into an agency as more clients came on. Incredible. I had a very similar story. So I love that. And how you just kind of, I love how you just started. You're like, you know what? I'll do it all. I'll do whatever you want. Whatever's going to pay the bills. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Yes, I love that. And then you kind of like realized you niched down a little bit and realized what you actually enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and were able to kind of stop doing all of the things. And then I had a similar experience where I was like, okay, I'm doing way too much work. I'm working like 12 to 16 hour days just managing all of these clients. And it just wasn't sustainable, even though I didn't Mm -hmm. go into it expecting to have an agency either. So I love that. And now you have an incredible team that supports you and your Mm -hmm. dream life. So 
tell us a little bit about content repurposing and what that work is that you do for your clients. And maybe, maybe some light bulbs will go off for the listeners <laughs> to realize that maybe this is something they should be doing as well. Oh, everyone should be repurposing. Like, with the rise of omnipresence, like showing up on multiple platforms, there's no need to create brand new content. First of all, there's no need to create brand new content. If you've been in the space for six months, like you can just repeat yourself again and again from then on. But also, like if you want to be using email or using a podcast or using a blog alongside social media, like a Facebook group or Instagram, then it's really important to repurpose because otherwise you're going to spend way too much time but you want to make sure you're sharing the same message across every platform as well because that's how you build your brand authority is by being consistent mm -hmm. and being trustworthy so resharing your same message by just taking the one piece you created and recreating it into multiple multiple pieces for multiple platforms it just really helps you grow and scale without burning yourself out trying to recreate for every single platform right Oh, I love that. I think more people need to hear that. I feel like there is this, there's this fear of, well, if I, you know, I have to have original, fresh, new ideas every day, every week, every month. But the reality is like, I don't even remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday. Like, I'm not going to remember what you posted on Instagram last week or even a month ago that you couldn't repurpose it and share the same thing. And I love what you said about that's how you create a strong brand is that repetition of sharing that same like important core messages over and over again to your audience. So it really sinks in. So you mentioned kind of taking a piece of content and then repurposing it, like creating multiple pieces out of it. So do you recommend just like taking a post that has either performed well in the past or like really is your like brand message at the core and then creating like taking that and then just creating like a new reel or a new TikTok out of it or like creating a carousel post if it was a static post before what does that look like so someone might be able to do the same the first thing I would say is to look at your intention for the piece of content for the platform you're showing up on, right? So like your podcast might be to educate where your Instagram might be to sell, right? So you can take the same message and the same post, but then you're going to change the call to action or change the hook based on the mm -hmm. platform. So getting clear on like what you want out of the platform you're creating the content for and then same, like you said, like going through the best performing, like the pieces that are your your core values or like what my workshop is on, like you're known for topics, like the things that you are literally known for in the industry that you will be repeating again and again, like taking those posts and of course, like checking the analytics, like what did people say in the comments? Like, how can you refresh this? But even just making sure you're resharing it, right? Like if you made a five ways to start a podcast Instagram carousel that did really well, turn it into a blog post, turn it into a script for a short form video, turn it into a podcast, you know, and like making sure that you're amplifying your message. But like you want to make sure you're not just repurposing every piece of content, like the ones that you still want to be known for. Ooh, I love that. I love how you said amplify, just like amplifying your message, just continuing to put it out there and kind of like changing it up the way that you're getting it out there. Because I think something that's important too is that different people are going to resonate with different 
types of content better. You know, like some person might prefer just like a carousel post of graphics that they can scroll through, but someone else might prefer that like short form video where someone's talking to them and they can hear it instead of having to read it. Oh, I think this is such an important message for so many female entrepreneurs to hear. So Feli, tell us about feel good marketing and really kind of what that is, what that means to you and how we can incorporate that into our social content. Yeah. So it's funny because I was thinking about it. Like, I feel like I built an agency by accident and I feel like I also got into mentorship Mm -hmm. by accident because Mm -hmm. as I built my agency, as I signed clients as like a done for you service provider, I would get a lot of other service providers asking me, how I did it, like how I was signing clients. And I was going through like the the memory stories on Instagram. And I literally would call myself out and say, I never talk about my services, but I sign clients. I don't understand. And what it really came down to is making my energy, like making my personality, making what makes me unique, my marketing strategy. And so that's what people wanted to learn from me. And now like I have a full one-on-one program with the framework that I teach people like this is how you create feel good marketing and how you build your unique marketing strategy. It's by taking your energy and what makes you unique and amplifying that. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And I love how you said you just kind of fell into all of this by accident. (laughs) I really feel like those are the best businesses when they like, you aren't like, Oh, I want to be a mentor. And so you decide Mm -hmm. to do mentoring. It like happens naturally and organically by people coming to you and asking for that help. I feel like those are the businesses that are always really onto something. So for someone who is struggling with promoting their self, their services, they feel a little icky about sales, marketing, brand building, all of the things when it comes to their business online. How can they step into feel good marketing so it can be a little bit more fun and easy and kind of get rid of that like sales ick? <laughs> so the feel good framework is three steps. The first step is your marketing foundations, which is made up of your offers, your ideal clients, and your messaging. A lot of the times, we mentioned this before, that people are holding on to offers they don't like, they don't want to offer, but they're like afraid to release it. And I find like that can be a really big block with people feeling salesy because they're not excited Mm -hmm. to talk about their offer. And same, like if you picked your ideal client based on like, well, these people have money, so I'm going to market to doctors, but you don't actually care about doctors. You know, it's like you want Mm -hmm. everything to be aligned to you, the person and the services you're offered. Like it, it kind of builds on each other. Right. So it's about going back to the foundations, checking like, do I love my offers? Do I love and know and understand the people I'm selling to? And then is my messaging conveying that? And if all of that's golden, then you need to look at the platforms you're on because there are so many ways to market your business online. It does not have to be Instagram. So true. So true. There's so much going on out there. So for someone who maybe isn't feeling aligned with their offers, with their target market, is your recommendation kind of just to scrap that and hit the drawing board and figure out what they are passionate and aligned with? It's not necessarily a matter of scrapping it. Like I had a a one-on-one client recently that she kind of wanted to stop offering done for you, 
But it turned out that she just had like thrown the kitchen sink into her offer, you know? And so when we cleaned up the Mm -hmm. offer and made it only what she did and not offering everything, you know, she's, so she's like a funnel strategist, but she was like writing the copy, designing the graphics, designing the landing pages, like not just building the funnel itself. And it was like, Mm-hmm. okay but you're not a copywriter so you don't have to do this okay but like you're not an mm-hmm. ads expert so you don't have to run the ads just because they hired you to make funnels right and so once we cleaned that up it also cleaned up her messaging and it cleaned up like how she felt about the offer right so it could be a matter of like what's wrong with the offer like is it the way that you're delivering it like if you have a group program but you'd rather a men um, a membership or like are you doing retainers, but you'd rather a VIP day? Like there's so many things that you can look at before actually being like, no, it's the offer itself. (laughs) Yes. Ooh, that is some really solid advice. I think that's so important that maybe it isn't just like, you don't have to scrap everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe just clean it up, tidy it up a little bit um, to make it feel more aligned with you and the work that you want to do. Ooh. So tell us about sustainable business and I know that's one of your top priorities what does a sustainable business look like to you building a sustainable business for me comes back into like what my agency does with repurposing is like you want to have the offers that you love like the strong marketing foundations but then also have systems in place that you can grow and scale and continue doing what you're doing or want to be doing without burning out or going crazy, right? So it's like, <laughs> if whether that's having a repurposing strategy in place for your content or hiring team members, like, I don't think that we're meant to be solopreneurs or be in this in in the game of business by yourself. I do really value mm-hmm. team members and hiring and outsourcing because there's no there's no way that everything you do excites you every part of business cannot be the best part for you, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, that was a really potent reminder that I feel like people people need to hear. And sometimes I feel like outsourcing, I mean, that can be really scary, especially if you have been a solopreneur for so long, like mm-hmm. your business is your baby. No one can do it as good as you can, but there are people out there that do want to be your right hand woman, or will take that care, but kind of letting go a little bit, I think helps bring so much more peace. And like you said, just sustainability, it makes it so much easier to be able to continue building your business and being excited about it when you're not completely burnt out on it. If you're doing (laughs) all of the things and you like hate half of them that is a one-way ticket to burnout for sure yeah no I am I'm fully aware that I am not the expert in everything like you'll never catch me being like oh no but like I can do this I'm like no I can't do this someone take it yes oh my gosh I would be nowhere without my team I would have like burned into a pile of ash without outsourcing I think I think I just would have exploded so (laughs) if you are like sometimes and I feel like sometimes solopreneurs who maybe are at those like more beginning stages of their business like it can feel really scary to invest Mm -hmm. in that support or maybe it doesn't make financial sense but think about it like mentally and your mental health? Like, is that money, is that investment worth it for your peace, for that extra time that you're going to get back to be able to 
reinvest that time into something else, even if it is just yourself. So you aren't burning the candle at both ends. I love, I love, love, love that. Sustainable businesses in 2023, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. So I would love to hear a little bit about your digital nomad life and what this kind of looks like for you on like a daily or a weekly basis on, you know, how you're running your business, but how you're also exploring, how you're navigating living in a new country, all of the things. Tell us a little bit about how this has all gone for you the past few years in Mexico. I mean, I'm not... I'm not the textbook definition of a digital nomad anymore because I have been like stagnant. I have been home based. Mm, Um, So I'm like what you consider more of an expat in that sense. Um, But I mean, I still love it. I, I think living outside of your country is so valuable and you can learn so much. Um, But for me, like I said at the beginning, it was really like, I don't want to live in Canada. I've never really wanted to live in Canada. But as Canadians, (laughs) you can't just go live other places, you know, like I even say like Americans, you can go live on a bunch of different Caribbean islands. Europeans obviously have it Mm. made. (laughs) But like Australians can go live in New Zealand, like Canada, we literally can't live anywhere without a visa or without like a work permit or something. And being an entrepreneur makes work permits really difficult, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it, it, like being, being a nomad or being, let's see, being an entrepreneur was a necess- necessity for me and the life that I wanted to live. And I've always mm-hmm. loved traveling. Like I took my first solo trip at 17. I just like had saved up money from working on movie sets in the wow. summer and said to my parents, I was like, I'm going to go stay with my friends for Christmas in Germany. And I'm going to go for three weeks because <laughs> Christmas break is two weeks, but like nothing happens the first week back of school. So it's fine. Like <laughs> I literally just went to Germany by myself. I was like, bye. <laughs> but oh my yeah, gosh. I, I can't, I could, I could never imagine living a life in Canada and even like when I lived in Australia, when I was traveling Asia, I would like meet people and I'm like, I'm just out here looking for my husband because like I need to get out of my country. And that's the easiest way. <laughs> and here I am, met a French man, marrying him. Like, you know, now we're going to go build a house in the countryside of France. And I'm like, this is this is what I wanted. And I found it. Oh, my goodness. That is incredible. I love how you had this vision for your life and you truly achieved it. Do you attribute any of that to like manifestation or is it really just like I knew what I wanted and I went and got it I mean I knew what I wanted but I still had to manifest it you know and I'm really big on astrology and I remember when I was first starting my business I had this coach that is also big into astrology of course and she was reading my birth chart to me and it was my first time having my birth chart read and my birth chart what is it? My Venus, like my love is set in the eighth house, which is the house of travel. And she basically said like, (laughs) the fact that your Venus is in the house of travel means that like you won't meet your soulmate or your partner in Canada. And I was like, that's all I need to know that I'm, I'm making the right move, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so so cool. Yeah. Like there were steps to it, you know, like building a business, it was kind of, more of like a game I would say than manifestation but like finding like my life partner that was like 
a lot of inner work and manifestation. I used to listen mm-hmm. to, I'm really big on sleep meditations because I always fall asleep to meditation. And um, I used to listen to like soulmate, find your love, like call in your, your <laughs> like manifest your, yeah. your next partner meditations. As I fell asleep and like literally, I think I did that for a month and I met my partner and I was like sick. It works. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that idea of a sleeping meditation. I don't think I've done that before. Do you just, do you yeah. find them on YouTube or do you have like a membership somewhere? Where do you um, find those? I have, I have an app, Insight Timer. It's free. I mean, they have a paid version, but I have the free one. Um, and it's just like, Ooh. there's, there's hundreds, probably thousands of meditations you can choose from. And so I just type in like sleep meditation and it'll be like, guided meditations where someone's talking or like music where it's just like you know binaural beats or like some kind of music to like get Mm -hmm. your brain to relax basically (laughs) but I really like to listen to usually I listen to ones like releasing anxiety or like whatever is going on my life on in my life right like when I was Mm -hmm. looking for a partner it was like calling in my true love. Sometimes I listen to ones that are like manifest your next client. Like there's ones that are like manifesting or healing or releasing or health or, you know, like it's, it's almost like um, subliminal messaging when you fall asleep. Some of them are just people reading affirmations. Like you could read, like you could have a confidence affirmation one. It's just someone repeating, like, I love myself. I'm great as you fall asleep, but it's like calming and soothing. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I will be trying that tonight. So cool. Thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> I love yeah, how you're, you're proof that it works. And I love how you said like, it's a mix, like you, the life that you've created for yourself is a mix of manifestation, but also like intentional work and mm-hmm. effort on your end which I feel like is almost like the true meaning of manifestation. But so mm-hmm. many people just think like, oh, well, like if I write in my journal, like all of my dreams will come true kind of thing. Like these things will come to me, but it really is like getting clear on what that is and taking that aligned action oh, yeah, to help you I've, achieve that. I've fallen into the trap, like maybe like it was probably like 2021. Like I kind of went through a lull in my business and I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm listening to meditations and writing out my desires and I have affirmations on my fridge. So why aren't I signing clients? Like, why isn't my life going better? Why don't I have the hundred thousand dollars yet? You know? And it's like, Oh wait, (laughs) like thinking about it and saying you want it isn't enough. You do have to put action behind it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that is a powerful reminder. (laughs) So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about solo travel. You said you took your first solo trip when you were 17. That is incredible. What is some advice that you would give to someone who maybe hasn't done a solo trip before? Maybe on like why they should or if they're feeling nervous, why they shouldn't be? All right. Well, if the people listen are entrepreneurs, like, you know how entrepreneurship like makes you look into yourself and like personal reflection and mindset and you have to (laughs) deal with ugly situations, travel is the exact same. Like try being like having paid for something and like showing up in a new place and the address doesn't exist. You know, if you used Airbnb or you're supposed to go on a tour and the tour ends up being five hours late because you're in Asia and time means nothing. Like there's so <laughs> there's so much that you'll learn about yourself when you put yourself in situations wow. that are going to make you uncomfortable. And like, I, I love the food. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yes. I love the Mexican food. I love the Asian food. Oh man, Asia, like all I did was eat. 
But I also, like, I'm made for the beach. I want to live at the beach, and I can't do that in Canada <laughs> year-round. So it's like, yeah. why not go and live where you're happy instead of spending six months depressed because you live in a cold country? Like, it doesn't have to be like that. And I think, yes, especially with the internet, with especially with TikTok, I've seen a lot of people talk about using TikTok to, like, create their travel itineraries now. Like, there's so mm. much you can do to... Like there's so much you can plan as I'm, I don't like to plan. I like to just show up, but that's because I'm like years of experience. Right. And it's like, there's so much you can get like between the reviews, between like Facebook groups or WhatsApp groups or like talking to locals of like, what neighborhood should I stay in? Like what hostel or hotel? And like, there's something for every budget. There's something for every person. Like everybody can travel. And I think everybody should take the experience to not be a tourist, like not stay in a resort or a hotel and like go stay in a hostel and meet, mm. meet the backpackers, you know, like see what, see the life through the locals, like do, um, do a, a volunteering or a work away or whatever those other sites are, you know, house sitting, pet sitting, even like to just go and like <laughs> live with the people instead of being in like the hotels and hotels, do you know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Really just like immersing yourself and embracing the culture. I mm-hmm. feel like that was so much different than like staying on a, staying in a hotel or like a cruise. So many people yeah. are like, oh, like I've traveled all over on cruises. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that's so you, different. You can't count seeing a country if you spent 15 hours in it. That does not count. <laughs> that Yes. Yes, you have no idea what's going on or like yeah. what it really is about to like really get that feel for it. Oh, and I love I love what you were saying. Like, you know, I didn't want to live in Vancouver. And instead of just being miserable for six months of my life, like I made a change. You know, I did something mm-hmm. about that. And just giving people that permission that you don't have to live with these cards that you were dealt. Like you yeah. can take it into your own hands and truly create your dream life. Like we get we get one shot. There's no point in sitting around half of your life being miserable because it's cold. <laughs> yeah. And I will say like that's still a revolutionary thought in Canada. Like the people still don't get it. I still get messages from people from high school being like, that's so cool that you did that. I would love to. Wow. I'm like, well, you could. You could. <laughs> so what does an average day look like for you in Mexico? Is it, you know, you're just kind of working. It's like normal, like when you were building your business in Vancouver, or are you setting up your days so you have time to go to the beach or go enjoy lunch? What does that look like for you? Is it different now than it was back then? I mean, I would like to say that it's really impressive how much can be done within 24 hours because Mm -hmm. I go through like depressive, anxious phases and like nap a lot. And it's like, feels like the days are just blending, Mm -hmm. right? But then it's like, when you're actually intentional with your time, like, wow, you can do a lot in 24 hours. Like for us, depending on the time of year, because right now it's quite cold in the morning, but usually we'll go swimming first thing in the morning. I live like five minute walk from the beach. And so like first thing in the morning is the best because there's no tourists. Um, and then we usually go to our friend's house for coffee and like hang, it's kind of like everybody goes there in the morning. So like our whole group of friends will like meet up, hang out. And then oh. I usually start working like 10, 30, 11, have lunch at 12. Mm-hmm. Then my partner, he works at a restaurant in town. So he'll go to work at like two, two thirty. So usually from like 12 till two 30, I'm not working. I'm hanging out with him. And then, um, sometimes I nap, sometimes I don't nap. 
but that's where mm-hmm. like between three till six, seven, eight, depending on how much I want to do, I'll be working and either I'll work late if I have a lot I want to do, or I'll walk up to where he works and like hang out at the bar while he's working and like join our friends. It's like my pretty consistent schedule. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I love that. So for someone who's having trouble making that space for themselves, for their friends, for their partners, just to live the life that they want, you know, they feel so chained to their laptop or their business. Mm -hmm. Do you have advice on how to kind of like, let go a little bit and create space so you can, you know, work less, but still have that same impact and have more fun and have more time for life? I would go the tough route route and say, like, look around at your life. And is this the life you want? Like, you don't have Mm -hmm. to wait until you hit the seven figures or you hit the multi six figures, whatever you're waiting for. You don't have to wait to live the life that you want. And like, I I know people Mm -hmm. always say it, like, what, how would I live if I was my seven figure self? Or what would my seven figure self do? You know, but it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I don't have to wait until my launch is over to go to the beach. I can still go to the beach <laughs> in the morning and continue working on my launch after. So if you're, yeah. you feel like you're chained to your laptop, like, is that what you want? Do you want to spend the next 30 years sitting at your laptop? Or do you want to integrate hot girl walks into your day? Do you want to <laughs> do hot yoga at night? Do you want to make time for brunch twice a week? You know, like, and then make it happen. Like actually take the steps to make it happen. Oh, great advice. Honestly, like simple advice, but really, Mm -hmm. really potent. Just take a look. If it's what you want, awesome. If it's not, change it. (laughs) Like it really is that simple. (laughs) And, you know, outsource, Mm -hmm. hire a team and start repurposing some content and you'll have more time than you know what to do with. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like even if you're not ready to outsource like your content creation, just having a VA, like if all you have to do is write your captions and uh, write your emails or record your podcast and just have someone who will schedule. Like I find that mm. that extra step of scheduling it, of actually getting it out there can be like the holdup and the part that takes a lot of time. And so it's like, yeah. even if you just need to hire someone for 10 hours a month to do the simplest things, it will free up so much time for you. Because while they're like dedicated to doing it, you're like lollygagging and like procrastinating and just like <laughs> faffing around when it comes to actually doing that activity. So give it to someone else. Great advice. I love that. So for you personally, how do you kind of balance it all? You know, balance having a successful business, balance living your dream life. What has finding that looked like for you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I have balance right now. I've I've gone through phases of having balance. Yeah. Right now I don't mm-hmm. have it. I would say right now my balance looks like I cry a lot. And I posted mm. on my social media yesterday and I was like, yeah, I can cry and still work. Like <laughs> it's okay, you know? But it's because like <laughs> I'm in the process of of trying to leave Mexico where I've lived for three years. I'm like hosting a master class mm-hmm. literally tomorrow. So I'm like trying to do that, trying to like write my emails, trying to record my podcast, trying to figure out 
applying for a visa to live in France so I don't have to Schengen zone hop, like planning to be in Vancouver for one month after not being there for three years and like prioritize who gets mm-hmm. my time, who my So like there's a lot going on in my life right now. So my balance looks like it's okay to stop and cry, but like I can keep yeah. going, you know, like just because I'm stressed and anxious Ooh. doesn't mean I have to shut down where I think before Absolutely. I used to shut down. I used to let it completely stop me and be like, oh, well, I'm depressed or I'm sad. So I need to step away until I'm better. But it's like, no, you can still make money depressed. You can still make money stressed. <laughs> and it's like right now wow. I know that everything I'm doing is building towards what I want you know, and I'm going Mm -hmm. to potentially be offline for March and April as I navigate Canada and literally move to Europe. (laughs) Um, So it's like, I'm setting up like emails, I'm working to sign clients, so I don't have to be so actively marketing or like taking sales calls, you know, like, so it's like everything I'm Mm -hmm. doing right now will pay off. And I know that. So that makes it worth it to like cry while I write my emails. I think that is honestly such a perfect answer because I truly believe that balance, like work-life balance is a myth and it's never going to be, it's never (laughs) going to be steady. Um, Mm -hmm. It will ebb and flow like that. So right now you're feeling a little off balance, but like you're actively working to get that balance back once you've moved and settled. Um, So I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to go through like a few months of shit or like hard work for you to be able to have that balance for it to pay off. I think Mm -hmm. that is an awesome answer. A very like real answer. (laughs) And I think something that will speak to a lot of the entrepreneurs listening and just like validation too, that like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to feel off balance right now, but just keep working working towards getting that balance back and you'll have it. I love that. Yeah, it'll come. So last question. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's so true in entrepreneurship. Like it's just, there are going to be ebbs and flows and it's going to Mm -hmm. change and just kind of being okay with that and working with it will help you just so much. Yeah. (laughs) So last question for you. I ask everybody this question. What is one piece of advice that you have learned in your career um, or just, you know, kind of over the past few years that you think that maybe by sharing it, someone else could avoid those same missteps? This is like a heavy one, but I would say there's no room for shame in your business. For so long, I was like ashamed like that I wasn't growing faster or I didn't have the crazy number launches that I saw like other people who started after me having and I just kind of like bottled it all Mm -hmm. up and was like I can't let people know that I feel bad like they think I have this amazing life because I live in Mexico and I have this like beautiful French boyfriend who is literally my private chef you know like other people are jealous (laughs) of what you have and so it's like accepting where you're at and like making everything neutral kind of you know like having debt doesn't mean anything about you your launch didn't make 100k that doesn't mean anything about you you know and it's like not taking everything so personally into heart and yeah I guess just being neutral about a lot of it and like learning to handle it (laughs) in your body and like emotionally Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love that I love that um 
permission that you give with that advice. And I just think that's something that everyone needs to hear, especially in the social media space. Mm -hmm. It is so, so hard and so easy to just get stuck in that comparison trap of, like you said, like, well, they started their business after me and they're doing better than me. But also I love how you said like, you know, people are jealous of me because I live in Mexico and because my boyfriend is essentially my private chef. Like you might be jealous of other people and what they have going on in their life or their business, but also acknowledging that there are likely people out there who are also jealous of you. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not that bad, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's not as bad as we think it is. Yeah. I love that. Well, Shelly, thank you so, so much for all of the incredible insight you shared with us today. I feel like we covered so much from like (laughs) marketing and agencies and social content to like manifestation and meditation and being a digital nomad. This was such a fun episode to have with you. So everybody, um, Feli is giving away her workshop called Known for Topics. It is all about restructuring your content pillars so you can become a go-to in your industry. So like we were talking about earlier, having those known for topics that you're going to be able to recreate and repurpose content with. This is going to help you dive into that. And she is giving away this workshop for free to one of you. So what you are going to do to enter, you are going to follow Feli on Instagram, and then you are going to comment on the most recent post on the Female CEO Show Instagram about this episode. Let us know what your biggest takeaway from the episode was, and you will be entered to win. And with that, Feli, let everybody know where they can find you online, how they can connect with you, how they can work with you. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm Feli Day. My agency is Feli Day VA. And my website is also Feli Day. And my podcast is Feli's Fishbowl. So any of those, (laughs) you can find me all the time. Amazing. Well, easy enough, Feli. Thank you so, so much again for your time today. And thank you for listening to today's episode of the Female CEO Show. We will catch you on the next episode.